Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Self-Confidence Project. I'm your host, Kimberly Hill, and this podcast is all about life and dating and relationships and navigating this intoxicatingly tricky world that we are all in. I want to bring you humor. I want to bring you fun. I want to bring you practical advice that you can apply right away in your lives and your dating lives and in your relationships. So thank you all for tuning in. I look forward to bringing you another episode. What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the self-confidence project. I am your host, Kimberly Hill and, and super excited today because spring is in the air here in Vancouver. And I'm looking forward to diving into today's episode where I'm going to be talking about the psychology of attraction. Now, before I dive into today's material, if this is the first time you're tuning into this podcast, I want to welcome you here. Uh, and my name is Kimberly. I am a dating and relationship coach for men. And on this show, we talk all things life, dating and relationships and everything in between. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for everything you need to know about how to live a better life, how to date with more success and clarity and how to have a deeply loving, intimate relationship. So I'm your gal. Now, uh, I just want to share something that I'm, you know, super excited about this, uh, this earlier this year, January tends to be quite a busy year for dating for me as a dating coach. I imagine for other dating coaches too. people enter 2023 with a new focus, uh, Uh, you know, new goals, we have intentions and things we want to make of our lives. And so it tends to be a really busy time uh, for me to bring a whole bunch of new clients on into my business. And so that means around mid-April, I tend to finish up with a lot of the men that I've been working with. And I just want to share three little quick wins of three men that I've just finished working with. One of them has gotten into a brand new relationship. Okay, he came to me, he was just kind of dating and dating wasn't really going super well. We refined a few elements by, you know, the fifth week of us working together. He had met a girl that he really did like. And by the end of he and I working together, he's now in a committed relationship with her and they're seeing where that relationship is headed. So I'm really excited because those are some of the results that my clients get, they come to me, we refine a few elements, and what do you know? They're now starting new relationships with women that are very intriguing, very compassionate, and very um, very up their alley in terms of what they're looking for. Now another one of my clients, he wasn't single, he's in a relationship, he wanted to improve his communication, his connection with his wife, and he's doing exactly that. We talked about all the different things that were blocking him from being able to really connect with the woman he has been married to for the last 10 years and his conversations, his connection, the emotional connection between them has drastically improved. So I'm super excited for that client that I just wrapped up with this week. And another one of my clients who I just finished with about two weeks ago is just reached back out to me and wanted to just check in and say that he's really enjoying dating again. He's dating higher quality women. He's having a lot more fun on his dates and he really feels like he's in the driver's seat of his dating life and dating situation. So these are all just clients that I just finished with and it's just really exciting to be able to share and give you guys who are listening to the show an idea of the different goals and different results 
that you can have when you work with a dating coach. If your goal is to really feel better about yourself, to overcome some of the challenges and frustrations that are standing in your way of having a good dating experience, and if you wanna really deeply connect with a woman, if you're looking for a loving, long-term monogamous relationship, then I am your gal, and I'd be honored to uh, help you. So this is my little, my little pitch and my little push to you that if you've been following my content for a while or consuming some of my advice on social media or just tuning into the show and you know that you are struggling a little in your dating life or you know that you're not feeling your best self because maybe you had a relationship that ended and it really took a toll on your self-esteem. Might have been a divorce. Maybe you're separated. Maybe it was a long-term relationship. Maybe your last relationship had a little bit of emotional abuse or quite a lot of criticism in it. And, and so now you want to get back out there and date again, but you know that you're just not your best version of yourself. Well, I do want to give you that little push to say, let's have a consultation or at least a conversation to get to know each other better. Because if your goal is to date with integrity, to date with clarity, to date with confidence, and you really want to start attracting the right types of women into your life, women that are kind and compassionate and feminine, and really are going to want to support a man like you, then let's jump on a call because the results that my clients get are really quite you know, amazing. And, um, and this is that little push to say, if you've been umming and aahing about maybe having that conversation with me, here's your chance. I have a few openings coming up because I've just finished with those three clients. Uh, I have quite a few others that I'm working with at this uh, point in time. So uh, book that complimentary consultation because we are going to dive into understanding what your roadblocks are to success with dating and relationships and start giving you insight into how you can begin to overcome those. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the psychology of attraction. Well, attraction, you know, the psychology of attraction is you know, a set of complex psychological processes that underlies our experience of romantic or sexual attraction to other people. And attraction in and of itself is multifaceted because it can involve cognitive, emotional, and behavioral processes. And our attraction is, of course, also going to be influenced by individual, situational, environmental, and cultural factors. And it's no surprise that one of the most important factors in attraction is physical appearance, right? Many of us are online on dating apps and it just feels like the only element that is being pushed these days is physical appearance. And the truth is there are so many more layers to attraction than just what somebody looks like. But research has shown that of course people tend to be more attracted to those who are physically attractive as judged by factors such as symmetry of our face, the facial features we have, and of course our body shape. However, if you're listening to this, you're going, yeah, I know what kind of men that women are attracted to. That will be true for some women. It's really important to remember and to note that individual preferences for attractiveness can really vary quite vastly, you know, and what one woman finds attractive, what one man finds attractive may not be the same for another. So we often get this idea in our mind that, you know, I'm not somebody's type. 
And maybe you're right in the sense that you're not their type that they believe that they'd like in terms of physical appearance. But that doesn't mean you're not their overall type in terms of other elements such as the emotional connection you have, the intellectual connection you have. And I'll tell you right now that when we connect with people in those ways, their physical appearance and attractiveness can grow because we know that physical attractiveness is fleeting, right? We, we don't always stay in our prime. We're not always as fit as we'd like to be. So in addition to physical appearance, right, our attraction is also very heavily influenced by other psychological factors. Now, this is a big one. People tend to be attracted to other people who also share their values in life. And we know, like, for example, we tend to be attracted to people that maybe share our political views or similar views on big topics. So we tend to be attracted to those who share our values. We tend to be attracted to those who share our interests. Oh, you like, you know, rock climbing? That's unusual. Like, oh my gosh, we're bonding, right? Or wow, you love animation? I love animation too. Or wow, you love woodworking? That's crazy. I love it too. And so we 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 are attracted to people when they share those similar values or interests because it creates a sense of familiarity and it creates a sense of comfort and that's why you hear people say things like oh it feels like i've known you my whole life when maybe you just met an hour ago right and so when we share values we share interests and we share backgrounds mind you maybe we had a similar upbringing maybe we grew up with a similar culture Maybe we grew up traveling independently. And so again, anything that creates this initial bond will create that familiarity, create that comfort. And it can really also foster the sense of understanding and empathy between people. Oh, you grew up that way too, me too. Wow, now we're bonding over it. I can empathize with your childhood. You can empathize with mine. And so this is why I say, by the way, if you live and lead, a wonderful, varied, complex, fun, multifaceted life, you are probably going to connect with way more people because you just have way more going on in your life. There's more opportunity to connect with multiple different people because you know a little bit about a lot of things, right? Whereas if you maybe grew, a very sh grew up very sheltered or have a very limited opinion or maybe aren't as educated as other people, well, you may not connect as well with more people because you don't have as much opportunity to bond over values, interests, backgrounds, stories, uh, interests, things like this, right? So we're attracted to people when we can feel familiar and comfort, right? And honestly, that's, that's how a lot of my friendships have developed in my life. You meet someone and you bond over something. Oh my God, you like the same thing too. You read those books. Oh wow, Viktor Frankl's one of your favorite authors. Unbelievable. One of my clients the other day, we were working on his dating profile and I said, what, what are your favorite books that you love? And he started listing all my favorite books. And I went, wow, like, you know, you feel this connection to that person because you have this, again, sense of familiarity and comfort. What's your favorite coffee? Oh my God, I love that too. And so again, this is a, a element of attraction that maybe we don't focus as much on because you know we're very <laughs> we're very hell-bent on thinking that it has everything to do with physical attraction and it does but there are other layers to it so 
Of course, we can also be attracted to people who possess certain personality traits. This is why I talk about confidence a lot because confidence in and of itself, not narcissism, not a person being full of themselves. I'm talking confidence, an individual who believes in themselves, who has a healthy sense of ego, who is skilled in areas of life. This is what makes a confident person. That's a very attractive quality for many women. They are looking for men, not necessarily that look a certain way, but who possess confidence in themselves. And why? Why is that? It's because when somebody is confident in themselves, in their life, in their abilities, a woman can go, oh, I can relax because I can trust this person or this person is starting to display to me that they are a trustworthy person because they believe in themselves and their abilities versus meeting someone who's really insecure, who, you know, isn't sure of themselves, who, you know, is afraid they're bad at, you know, life skills. Of course, you're not going to feel as comfortable around that type of person. Now, what about other personality traits? This is something I have written down on any list and have always thought about when it comes to a man that I want to be with. And luckily my partner has this personality trait, which is humor. Now there's, we can talk about humor for a lot, a long time because there's a lot of layers to humor, right? We have, uh, you know, different types of humor and I'm not a humor expert, a specialist, but you know, there's dry humor. There's very sarcastic humor. There's very cringe humor. There's you know, there's one-liner humor, stand-up comedy humor. I mean, I don't know if these are the real categories, but there's lots of flavors of humor. And so when somebody is humorous, when somebody can make you laugh, it can also be very attractive. And this is because in my belief, and I'm not saying you may share this or you may think differently, but when somebody can make me laugh, I feel at ease with them and I feel that actually builds a sense of trust because you break through the barriers of maybe that discomfort of being around a stranger, around someone new. And if you can laugh, I usually associate laughing as a happy, comfortable feeling. We can also be attracted to people because they have empathy. So for those of you men that are listening, if you've been on a date with a woman who maybe you opened up to, or you were a little bit vulnerable with, or you shared that you, you know, got divorced three years ago, and she lacks empathy, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you're not gonna feel particularly attracted to her. It's like, pff, attraction's gone, because ah, uh, this woman didn't make me feel safe. I don't feel the sense of familiarity and comfort, and I don't feel this empathy from her, so I gotta, it's like a porcupine, you're, you're quills go up and you go, I don't feel safe around this person. So personality traits, which is why I talk about this a lot in my one-on-one -on -one work and in my content is, you know, when you can be lighthearted and have a sense of humor and bring confidence into uh, a dynamic with someone else, or just be confident in yourself and you can have empathy and compassion. You are an attractive person because you are possessing personality traits that are in fact attractive. So this is all the things that we need to think about outside of physical appearance because we put so much pressure on that all the time, right? Now, attraction can also be influenced by situational factors such as proximity, exposure, social context, 
And this is kind of funny, but people are more likely to be attracted to those that they see more often or encounter more frequently or people that are physically close to them, which is interesting. So I think about actually a time when I was approached by someone on a train. I was living in Sydney, Australia, and I was living down in Bondi Beach, and I was heading from Bondi into Martin Place, which is where my office was, and I worked in financial derivatives for about eight, nine years, nine years or so. And I would take a similar train. I actually would take a bus that would take me to the train station, and I'd hop on the train about four stops from Bondi Junction to Martin Place. And I would see similar people each morning because I would take a similar time train. You know, maybe I'd either take the, let's say, the 853 train or the 857 train, right? There'd be a train, you know, one of those in the, that, that area. So I would see the same types of people or the same people pretty frequently in the morning. And you get to know those kind of faces and you have a comfortable ride into work and whatnot. Well, I did notice a man from time to time he was tall he was attractive and I think he might have noticed me too but nothing no words were exchanged on train ride one and train ride two and three four three four maybe but by train ride five <laughs> and this could have been weeks later uh he walked up and approached me I had earphones in I took my earphones out he introduced himself I looked at him, he looked at me, we made eye contact, he asked for my number, I gave him my number, he called me, and we ended up dating for a few months. Now, you know, that doesn't guarantee you're compatible with the person, but I saw him frequently. And because I saw him frequently, I started to, which is interesting when you think about how someone becomes trustworthy, I started to feel like comfort and a sense of trust and an attraction. Hey, I know this person, he has to heads to work in the city. He wears a suit. He, you know, he must take care of himself. And so these are the kind of judgments and thoughts we have about someone. We see them from time to time, which is why a lot of the times men, if you're listening and you're wondering how to pick a chick up offline, I often say like if you're going to a gym or you frequent a restaurant from time to time and you notice that there's an attractive woman there and you see her more than once, give it one, two, maybe sometimes three interactions where you've made eye contact. And on the fourth time that you've gone to the gym or fourth time you've been back to that restaurant, you see her again, go approach her. Because at this point you've built this little, like these micro interactions. And so when you actually finally walk up to approach her, there's already this sense of comfort. And that's actually how I got picked up in the gym in Australia as well. And ended up dating one of my first very serious boyfriends, Adam, such a, beautiful, wonderful human being. And uh, he was a personal trainer at the gym and I was going to the gym working out. And I would go, I don't know, a couple times a week, sometimes twice a day, just depending on how I was feeling. I was much more active in my 20s than I am now. But mind you, I saw him there once. We, you know, we met eyes and that was it. I saw him a second time, we met eyes again. And I think there was a third time where I was a little cheeky I was changing to go swim in the pool and I saw him and I kind of gave him a little flash of my bikini because I'm a cheeky little, cheeky little lady. And again, that was it. Went on my way. Fourth time in the gym, I was on the adductor machine and he approached me from behind, which I don't recommend men do because you can startle women. He startled me in fact, but I caught his face. It was a familiar face. Thank goodness. 
And we ended up having a conversation, exchanged numbers, went on a date on Valentine's Day, and we dated for two, three years. One of, one of my best relationships ever. And again, I was attracted to him because I had encountered him frequently. I already had this comfort or sense of comfort. And so when he did come up to approach me, um, I was happy to say yes. His attraction grew, in fact. So I share these stories because, you know, we focus so much on what people look like. And really, that's only one facet of attraction. And there's so many other elements that, like, we can't control, like, you know, a lot of what we look like. Sure, we can eat better. We can take care of our, you know, our ourselves. We can dress well. There's a lot that we can do in terms of increasing our physical appearance. But there's also a lot we can't change, right? And if you don't want to go under the knife, then, you know, there's features about your face or body that are just going to be what they are. And so when we think about, well, how does a man, how does a woman become more attractive? Think about all these other elements too, because it's so much more than were you born with a pretty symmetrical face, right? It's also, how do you walk? How do you carry yourself? Do you wear nice clothing? Do you feel good about yourself? Do you smile? Do you have passions and interests? Because I guarantee you, men, if you meet a gorgeous five foot nine, slim, big breasted, nice ass, big lipped woman who can't carry on a conversation, who lacks empathy, who has no interest similar to yours, you are going to get very bored with her very quickly. And if that's not the case, send me a DM on Instagram and we'll debate it. <laughs> okay? So, it's important to think about all these other aspects of attraction. Also, one thing that I want to note here is attraction is very influenced by our social norms and expectations. It's also uh, influenced by gender roles and cultural ideals of beauty. So what men in America or North America, Canada, United States find attractive in a woman is probably going to be different from what men find attractive in Russia or the Philippines or Mexico or Brazil or you name another country. And so attraction is not a one size fits all. And that's why oftentimes when I talk to men and they go, oh, like I'm not women's type, I go, what women are you talking about? Because there are a lot of women out there and I tell these men straight to their face, like you're an attractive guy Women are going to find you attractive because not all women are looking for the same thing. And it's really important to keep that in mind. So attraction is complex. It is a dynamic process. It varies from person to person. So don't discount yourself in the dating space because you think that you're not somebody's type and understand that your attraction to someone can grow. It's influenced by all of these individual situational factors and uh, attraction can lead us as we briefly touched on to short-term flings to very long-term relationships so just take this into account take into account the diversity of human experience take into account the diversity of human tastes and interests and the complex interplay of individual and social factors when it comes to attraction right Okay, this is the psychology of attraction. Now, 
quickly to recap, because I didn't categorize everything as we were going through. When you really think about attraction, of course, there's the physical attraction. There's similarity, right? Do we share the same values, interests, backgrounds? Is there familiarity, which again, which is repeated exposure. <laughs> it's called the mere exposure effect. Guys, you know, I didn't even know there was a, a term for it until I did today's podcast research, but I, I've been telling my clients like, make eye contact, go back to the gym, make eye contact again. This mere exposure creates a sense of comfort and ease between two people. So get out there in the world, men and ladies. Confidence, confidence is attractive humor is attractive, empathy is attractive. And, you know, one thing I didn't really talk about is social status, that can definitely be attractive. You know, it gives off the, it's not that a woman is necessarily, I can't speak on behalf of all women, some women are simply interested in money and they're interested in money for whatever their personal reason is. They want their own status. They feel a sense of comfort around money. They didn't have money, whatever it is. But oftentimes, Women are attracted to men who dress well and like drive fancy cars and have nice watches, not because they're Googling over those material things, but because of what that represents. It can represent confidence, wealth, power, prestige, and that can create a sense of admiration and respect. But again, we're, you know, if that guy can't back that up, then these things are very superficial and they may not lead to a meaningful connection. So social status sneaks in there without a doubt but not always in the way that you think. Shared experiences. If you've traveled together, work through a hard project at work. If you guys know, if you, you know, you go into an office at work and you work with a lady that you might not have found attractive, but you guys work on a big project and you nail it and you hit your KPI and you make money, you kind of want to celebrate by having sex with her <laughs> because you've created this shared experience and there's this attraction there. Just don't do it if you're married, right? Um, of course, chemistry. Is there this connection? Is there this spark? You know, is it a combination of physical, emotional, cognitive factors? And without a doubt, compatibility. You might just click because you're compatible across multiple factors. And that's what I definitely focus on when I talk to my clients, when I've had to self-assess on my own, is when you're dating, how do you know if someone is compatible for you? And that's the kind of stuff that I share with my clients. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on the psychology of attraction, understanding the different elements that make people attracted to one another. Go ahead and think for yourself, outside of physical appearance, what is it that makes you feel attracted and sexually attracted to a woman? Write those things down because as you go out and navigate dating or you match with a woman on an online dating app and you're thinking, could this be a woman for me? You're gonna wanna ask yourself, does she share my values? Is she interested in some of the things I'm interested in, not all of them? Is she generally compatible for me um, on an emotional, intellectual, fun, shared experience uh, level? So you'll wanna know, because if you don't know, you're going to date with a little bit of frustration and confusion. So again, thank you for listening to today's episode. I want to re-invite you for those of you that are thinking about working with a coach or just want to learn a little bit more. I'm happy to share. There's never any pressure. Jump onto that uh, complimentary consultation. You can learn a little more, see if I'm the right fit for you. And uh, I wish you all a happy weekend, a happy week ahead. Until next week. Ciao.